Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Challenging. Thought-provoking. Insightful. This is the Ninja Pastor with Sunday's God in Country with Dr. Sean. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical reverend, Dr. Sean is a proud U.S. military veteran, former law enforcement officer, founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through his riveting national speaking, this Ninja Pastor tells it like it is. This show is biblically and politically engaged in the battle to save our country with a pedal to the metal with this Sunday's edition of Sundays with Dr. Sean. Buckle up. Here's your host, the author of the critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Reverend Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, with today's message. Hey there, everybody. Welcome, listeners. Welcome, everybody here. Good to have you. Everybody's waving at you. Hey there in the back. We had another great meal. Not to rub it in, but uh, we had fields, uh, green fields, green fields, all organic and uh, great stuff. And we had salmon and veggies and uh, beans and franks. And we had a bunch of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff here. Really good food. Every week we say it. Hey, tonight, and tonight oh, we also have ice cream. That's that's apparently a standing thing. And you know you got to eat ice cream because it's a perishable. You got to eat it. You can't. Yeah, I'm just saying, just putting that out there. So tonight we're uh, diving back into uh, uh, Thessalonians. Our bellies are full. I don't see any brownies, and I don't see any chocolate chip cookies. I might have missed those, but um, you know, I'll give you a full report as I as I cruise by. But we do have fresh fruit which is quite healthy of us. So this is how we do it in our Kehillah. We're politically incorrect, and we cut it straight to the point. Uh, we are unmistakably pro-Israel and pro-America. I am the Black Robe Regiment. We use the appropriate and accurate Hebrew words for the characters and places in Scripture, and I don't pretend to be Jewish, although I'd be proud to be Jewish. Remember, here's the thing. The pens of the Bible were predominantly held by Hebrew people, teaching us through their shared sacred struggle and experiences of faith. The Hebrew people are the original people of the land, Haaretz, and of our faith. We are not their origin or even the perfecter of their faith. Yeshua is the Hebrew name. He is the perfecter of their faith. That's the Hebrew name for the Lord. It means Yahweh, the Lord of salvation, as I tell you every week. But if this is your first time listening, the English spelling of Yeshua, Talking tongues, we get off that radio station quick. We don't do that tongue speaking, but it's actually Hebrew. The English spelling of Yeshua is Joshua. However, when translated from Hebrew into the Greek language, the name Yeshua becomes Iesus. The English spelling for Iesus is Jesus. It's like the game of telephone played over the 
played over 2,000 years. I chose to cut out the middleman in the thousands of years and just call him by his original. And actually, is very important. I've been told that they, the public people, publicist people, and all that stuff, they tell me all the time, this is very important. While you have the chance, click on follow uh, on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Click on the little sign up at God and Country Radio. Click on that. That'll take you over to the Blog Talk Radio page. It's free. Click over on that and click on subscribe. And if you're a Twitter person, follow me at The Ninja Pastor. And by the way, the new website, how many have gotten to see the new website? Brand new. Uh, and we've got a couple more things to put on, but we're pretty close. Um, TheNinjaPastor.com, TheNinjaPastor.com. All brand new and some new cool stuff there, too. All right, so back to the passage at hand. Oh, wait. First, I have a word. This occurred to me this afternoon and uh, has nothing to do with has nothing to do with the uh, with what I'm speaking about. Nothing at all. Well, maybe it does. God never puts things chaotically or out of place, so maybe it does. Let's see how it fits in. This is a word I think for somebody here. This is the impression that I got as it was, uh, kind of impression I got as it was happening, and so maybe it's for somebody here in this room or the radio audience uh, all around the world. Uh, I'm quoted as saying the following. Hesitant praise is no praise at all. Hesitant faith is no faith at all. Um, that always, my quotes come back like me a lot because I'm going to do, one of the books I'm going to do is uh, a book of quotes. Not that I'm anybody important, but I have all these quotes. of hundreds of quotes that I do, and uh, some of them are funny, and some of them are, are designed to help me remember things because I have a brain injury, and some are designed to help me as my son bobs his head in the back, yes, you do, Daddy. You've got a brain injury. You do not remember you was going to give me that $1,000 you told me and let me have your truck. You did say that. <laughs> I heard it. But but he's playing because he knows I, even with a brain injury, I know I'm not giving him my truck. So hesitant praise is no praise at all. Hesitant faith is no faith at all. Um, if If you're in a faith struggle tonight, if in your life you're in a faith struggle, you, you're in a struggle for your life, you're in a, a really hard time, you're having a super hard time for whatever reason is, whatever's behind it, I want you to know something. God is not in the business of halfway or almost. He's in the business of full on 100%. If you say to God, I will give you a try and let me see what happens, this is not faith. This is not trusting God. This is not putting your faith in your to carry you through whatever you're facing. Remember this. When you tell God what you want, and if you tell God that you believe him more fully if he gets you out of the mess you got yourself in, when you tell God that you're not at all all in, in the arena of trusting him, living your faith in him and his will for you, you're absolutely talking to the air when you pray. People get mad at me when I say that. They say all the time, they say, Dr. Sean, I can't, I can't be right because God hears all of our prayers. No. No, if you don't have, if you half believe he's there, if you kind of give him a try, he doesn't have any time for that. You've got too many other people of great faith, people of growing faith, people of, people, and then people say to me all the time, desperate people, there are desperate people crying out to God every moment of every day all over the world. And you may be one of those desperate people. Listen, desperate people don't always look desperate. One of my one of my great friends had a really great friend, and they buried his wife 
yesterday. A terrible, terrible young lady, 13-year-old child. Um, you know, she received really bad news health-wise, and and she just must have woken up with in despair. And unfortunately, she took her own life. You'd never look at her and ever think that that would happen. Not with her. Absolutely not with her. Um, but there's a lot of people in great despair, and but we don't realize it because we put on our our clothes of uh, invincibility, cloak of invincibility, our our appearance. We're all really good at the magazine smile. But the fact of the matter is, is God hears you when you're desperate. But I say don't let yourself get desperate. When you tell God you're not all in, that you're you're not listening all the way, that you're saying, God, I'm I'm going to give you a try. I'm going to listen a little bit. I'm going to maybe see how this works. Like when people tell me, I tried reading the Bible, it didn't work for me. You know what? I tried God, it didn't, he didn't work for me. I tried reading the Bible, it didn't work for me. I tried God, it didn't work for me. I tried prayer, it didn't work for me. I tried praying, it didn't work for me. I tried prayer once, it didn't work for me. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. came into the fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. First of all, love the names. Love the names. It's because they were all in. They didn't say, you know what? We trust God. You know what we're going to do? We're going to put our little toe in there and see do we get a little singed on our sandals. Get a little singed on our sandals. Be all right. No, that's not how it works. You know what? Remember how hot the heat, those of you who know that great story is a true story, uh, how hot it got? It was so hot that the, the, the guards threw him in from the heat. He was consumed by the fire. That's how hot it was. So they knew what they were getting into. And they believed either we're consumed in the flames because God wills it so, or he, 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 he protects us. He heaps protection all around us. One way or the other, we're going to be fine. They didn't test the fire. They were all in. The reason they split the Red Sea is why. Why did God do that? He split the sea. Why did he do it? Somebody had some serious faith. Somebody said, swack, and there it went. There it went. I don't care how he accomplished it. You know, people say, well, it was low tide. There's, there's reason to believe there's a low tide, and that's why. And then and well, the, the, the chariots that were chasing them, by that time, you know, of course, getting that many people across, you know, logistically speaking, it was just natural low tide. There's never been such a low tide like ever in history since then. But those that want to doubt God will believe silliness like that. We know that it, it wasn't that. It was somebody leading that group was all in. The reason God raised Yeshua from the death, and this is really this is really the most important thing, the reason why God raised Yeshua from death of the innocent is because Yeshua was all in. What did Yeshua say? He said, Father, whatever it takes. I'm doing the Sean Greener paraphrase, a ninja pastor paraphrase. When he cried out to God, he said, God, what, what I'm going to do? Here. Can you take this from me? And God's answer was, all of mankind is resting upon your shoulders. They need you. They need you. Yes, I could call 10,000 angels and whisk you away from that undeserving cross, but I choose not to because these people need a living rescue, a pure rescue, a pure Lamb of God, and you are the one. And Yeshua said, I am all in. And he knew what he was facing. Are you all in? Anyway, back to this. I'll read and then I'll catch up. I'll, I'll narrate. I, I'm really good at reading all the way through and not saying anything and then coming back. So let's see how well I do. And as for us, brothers, when we were deprived, this is 
Thessalonians, by the way, 2, uh, I think 17. And as for us, brothers, when we were deprived of your company for a short time in person, but not in thought, we missed you and tried hard to come see you. We wanted so much to come to you. I, which is, again, Apostle Paul, the great emissary Paul. Um, that's his real name. It doesn't coincide at all with Paul. You know, we'll come up with some names here, these fellers. And they came up, we'll call it Paul. Uh, sounds like Shaul. Uh, tried more than once, but the adversary stopped us. But when our Lord Yeshua returns, for when our Lord Yeshua returns, what will be our hope, our joy, our crown to boast about? What be you? Yes, you are our glory and our joy. Chapter 3. So when we could no longer, I'm reading all this without interrupting myself because it's very important for context. This is a scripture that is designed to be read aloud all the way through. Very important. As I push this up like a So when we could no longer stand it, we agreed to be left in Athens alone. Whereas Athens, it's in Greece. Uh, and the, the Thessalonian church was, again, Thessaloniki, which I just like that name. And come Friday, I'm getting my braces off. I'll be able to say that better. Amen. And Timothy, our brother, encourage you in your trust so that none of you would let these persecutions unfold him. For you yourselves know that these are bound. By the way, I'm reading from the complete Jewish Bible, just so you know. For you yourselves know that these are bound to come to us. Even when we were with you, we kept telling you in advance that we were about to be persecuted. And indeed, this happened, as you know. I'll just, now, I'll keep going. That is, no, I can't do that because I'll forget. I have a brain injury. Uh, A lot of people miss these, in verse 4, they miss the last three words, last three words, verse 4, as you know. Longest period of time. That well, that's insignificant. Here's a newsflash. There's nothing in Scripture that's insignificant. There's not one little punctuation. Remember last week we talked about anti-Semitism in some translations, and we talked about punctuation because there was punctuated a certain way, put a certain way, a certain word used. Turns out that's very anti-Semitic, and it was meant to be anti-Semitic. Even when we were with you. Comma. We kept telling you in advance that we were about to be persecuted, semicolon, and indeed it has happened, comma, as you know. And what that tells me, very importantly, is the church at Thessaloniki, they were they they knew the hellacious, if I can use that word, hellacious persecution they were going to face. They knew what was going to come upon them. How did they know? Because let me tell you something. Christians start getting killed. Messianics, the precursor to us Christians, Messianics start getting killed. Gentiles start getting killed for believing in the what? The resurrection of Christ. They didn't die. They didn't die because they believed in Jesus. They died because they believed Yeshua rose again, that he was now Hamashiach, the Messiah. As you know. Shaul didn't hide any bad news from these people. But the church, man, the church, good stuff spread, good news spreads fast, but what spreads faster? Bad news. Hey, folks are dying. Folks are being put up on the pike. Folks are being hung by their feet. 
Folks are being chained up with their hands behind their back, and they're five feet off of the ground. You know, Paul and Silas, you've heard the story. Paul and Silas is a great song that talks about when the chains were broken, the earth shook, and they came out and they were singing. They were singing. What they don't realize about uh, Shaul and Sila was that their hands were chained together behind them five feet off the ground, and their feet were bound in a common shackle so tight they couldn't get their feet out. And their weight rested on the iron around their ankles. And the only way they could get any relief at all, even for a moment, was to exert greater pressure on their shoulders. Uh, on It was just a horrible, horrible, horrible treatment. It was torture more than anything. Uh, so the fact of the matter is, is that uh, it was a brutal, brutal time, and yet they were singing, they were worshiping. Things were bad, but you know what they could make it? Hesitant faith is no faith at all. Hesitant praise is no faith at all. People say, praise at all. People ask me, can you explain that, Dr. Sean? That doesn't make any sense. Hesitant, here you go. Here's your explanation. I hesitate if, if you're God, and then dot, 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 what's after that? Lord, if, here's my need, then you'll do this. Prove yourself to me. Then I'll have faith. Guess what's not faith? Hesitant faith. Guess what's not praise? We praise God sort of like, praise Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You know, question mark afterwards. I'm just not sure. Hesitant praise is not praise at all. But he asked, that's all he asks of us is all in, is that. That's why when I give an invitation, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't make it some easy thing. I just don't because you're in for something. You're in for something significant. You're in for something significant, something hard. So the persecution, the as you know, tells this group at Thessaloniki that look, bad stuff is coming. It's working its way. When I tell people, ISIS is coming, folks, and then I say ISIS isn't coming. They're here. They're here. And they say, why is the man of God? I had a lady just on me. Just on me, talking about I was a hate monger and all this mess. And she just said, you know, you're supposed to be a man of God. You're supposed to be all this stuff. And yet you are talking racism and bigotry and all this stuff that promised not that way. I've got a news flash for you. If you still believe, and I have a dear friend of mine, uh, one of the greatest, I think, preachers of all time. He's tooling away in, uh, in Tennessee, and, and, and he's doing great things. He does great things. But... Uh, blog if you want to follow his blog it's called blind man's fancy and his name is bj maxwell he's a tremendous tremendous young man well he's not that young anymore uh but he is an amazing mind theologically but i differ with him as you know christians shouldn't be worried about isis uh fighting isis we should talk about uh you know because and how it came about what the post was based on was this this bike the marine that that did this bikers uh cartoon drawing muhammad cartoon drawing contest in Phoenix, outside the mosque, where the murderers, the would-be murderers, came from. Now, there would be murderers because somebody with a gun put them down. You want to know how you end ice each and every time? For sure, 100%. Boom, boom. Don't worry about wasting ammo. We can make more. That's it. That's all that's going to stop them. They're committed to killing. There are people of the darkness, and through their civilization, jihad, get 
listen, folks that are listening that didn't happen to see your last Monday show, um, Eric Stackelbeck, one great authority, great authority on uh, ISIS, has written a mental book called ISIS Exposed. There's a link on Facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. There's a link right there. You can buy that book. You just click on the picture, boom, Sean, my buddy Sean, take it'll, it'll take you right to buy this book. I'm telling you, this book will rattle you. If you've listened to me for any length of time, uh, you will be familiar with some of this stuff. But he tells you some other One of the terms he uses is civilization jihad. So, And people say, well, what's a pastor doing talking about jihad, civilization jihad, or fighting Islam? I'll tell you, it has everything in the world to do, because who do they want to kill? They want to kill Christians. And what have they proven over all of them, not just over the past few years? They don't care about your nice talk. In fact, they're going to pretend to be nice around you until it's time. The, mother, the Muslim Brotherhood, the Muslim Brotherhood, is tentacled out into care. It's not all these other groups. I could go into them. It's about 13, 14 primary groups, 30 groups overall, and they are designed to water down the image from hacking heads off and raping and stoning women and cutting the heads off of innocent children because they won't renounce Jesus. So by the time you get to the bottom group, you forget all about that stuff. Folks, they're one and the same. Hamas, one and the same. All Muslim Brotherhood. Newsflash for you. They're not coming. They're here. And Christians bearing arms are no less Christian. Christians bearing arms is Christian. God gave us this gift, liberty and freedom. And I'll be darned if I'm going to go down. I'll have my Bible in one hand, and I'll have somebody handing me magazines if I have to, but they'll be, they'll be eating the M4. I'm just, not, I'm just not playing with them. I'm just not playing with them. And people say, how can you do that? Aren't you supposed to be about love? I am about love. I love the people in the United States of America, and I love people in other countries that aren't trying to kill us. You're supposed to be, hey, I'm going to do them a favor. I'm going to get them to their paradise a little bit quicker. That's the bottom line. I'll have more to say about that on tomorrow's show. Okay, so here you go. As you know, that is the reason why, after I could stand it no longer, I sent to find... Oh, I interrupted myself, didn't I? Whoops. That is the reason why, after I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your trust. I was afraid that somehow the tempter had tempted you and our hard work had been wasted. But now Timothy has come to us from you. What's that saying, folks? That's saying Timothy has come into their presence again, and he has given them a report. And so what does Timothy say about this church at Thessaloniki? He says, there's some good news, bringing good news about your trust and love and telling us that you remember us well and are always longing to see us just as we long to see you. Because of this, brothers, in spite of all our trouble and distress, we were comforted over you because of your trust. I want to stop there, but I'm going to resist. So that now we are alive since you continue to stand fast, united with the Lord. Indeed, how can we thank God enough for you or express to our God all the joy we feel because of you? Night and day, we pray as hard as we can that we will be able to see you face to face and supply whatever shortcomings there may be in your trust. May God our Father and our Lord Yeshua direct our way to you. And as for you, may the Lord make you increase and overflow in love toward each other, indeed toward everyone, just as we do toward you. 
so that he may give you the inner strength. You'll hear more about that in a second. To be blameless by reason of your holiness. You stand before God our Father at the coming of the Lord Yeshua with all his angels. I therefore, now here, here you go, chapter 4. Therefore, brothers, judge you learned from us how you had to live in order to please God. And just as you are living this way now, we ask you indeed, united with the Lord Yeshua, we urge you to keep doing so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you on the authority. You're going to hear more about that. You know what instructions we gave you on the authority of the Lord Yeshua. What God wants is that you be holy, that you be kept away from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to manage his sexual impulses in a holy and honorable manner without giving in to lustful desires like the pagans who don't know God. No one should wrong his brother in this matter or take advantage of him because the Lord punishes all who do such things, as we have explained to you before at length. For God did not call us to live an unclean life but a holy one. Therefore, whoever rejects this teaching is rejecting not a man, but God. Very controversial statement right there. Indeed, and he could have killed for that, by the way. I'll say more about that in a second. Indeed, the one who gives you the Ruach HaKodesh, which is the Holy Spirit, which is his. Concerning love of the brothers, we do not need to write you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And you do love all the brothers throughout Macedonia, but we urge your brothers to do it even more. Also, make it your ambition to live quietly, to mind your own business, and to earn your living by your own efforts, just as we told you. Then your daily life will gain the respect of outsiders, and you will not be dependent on anyone. Now, brothers, we want you to know the truth. Now, let me, I, have, I can't go on. Uh, you know, that was people abusing, they were collecting money, and, and supposed to be helping the widows and orphans and those who couldn't do for themselves. But there were some people that could do for themselves that were saying, hey, it's a lot easier to stay drunk off the table wine, stay full on the bread, and to collect me some money. Do we know some folks like that? Yeah, we know some folks like that. Baltimore seems to be more and more like that. You know, Baltimore had its 40th homicide in the shortest period ever in the history of Baltimore. That's going on. That is craziness. Crazy business. I can't imagine the police department there willing to suit up every day and go into that hellfire. I can't imagine. Can't imagine. Anyway, then your daily life will gain the respect of outsiders and you won't be dependent on anyone. Now, brothers, we want you to know the truth about those who have died. Otherwise, you might become sad the way other people do who have nothing to hope for. Aren't you glad that we have something to hope for? Since we believe that Yeshua died and rose again, we also believe that in the same way God, through Yeshua, will take with him those who have died. When we say this, we base it on the Lord's own word. We who remain alive when the Lord comes will certainly not take precedence over those who have died. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a rousing cry, with a call from one of the ruling angels, and with God so far, those who died united with the Messiah will be the first to rise, and we who are left still alive will be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we will always be with the Lord. People, when they hear I have a doctorate in theology, they always love to ask me. There's folks that always like, you know, there's one in every crowd that likes to trip you up, and a lot of times it's pastors, uh, and pastors, uh, they just love to pay, play sword drill, 
and they will they'll say, well, then do you think that's uh, but think that's pre tribulation or is that what are you what what are your feelings on that? I, I just want to see where you stand on that. And I always say, what difference does it make? Is it going to stop the Lord from coming? Is there going is it, is it going to stop the trumpet? Is it going to stop the shofar? Nope. Is it going to stop the sw- a fire swinging through the air, cutting down the evil? Nope. Not a bit. Doesn't make a difference. But, hey, look, no matter to me. They said, well, that you know how you believe determines whether or not you're going to suffer as Christians. Because I don't personally believe we're going to suffer as, as Christians. I'm like, how would you like to go over to Syria right now with me? How would you like to go over to Iraq right now with me? How would you like to go to the U.K.? You know, and, and honestly, Christians all over the world are being persecuted by ISIS. But not just persecuted, they're being killed. But first, ISIS is kind enough to rape the women. Here's a dirty little secret. They're also often raping the men. They don't want that word to get out, but they're a bunch of gay folk. And that's exactly what they're doing. You know what they do before they throw the men who they suspect of being gay off of roofs with a rope tied to their ankles? That's not quite long enough. You know what they do first? They gang rape them. That's what they do to them first. Dirty little secret of ISIS, but that's how they are. That's what they do. And that's why... We need to exterminate them. Who better than Christians and Messianic Jews to take up arms and rid this world of evil? You see, we can't move the devil. We can't get rid of him, but we can get rid of his influence. We can shut down a whole big chunk of it. And let me tell you, the devil's minion, they're called ISIS. Anyway, that's a whole different sermon. So we encourage each other with these words. But you have no need to have anything written to you, brothers, about the times and dates when this will happen, because you yourselves know that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When people are saying, everything is so peaceful and secure, then destruction, that, those are the people that say to me, time, oh, I can't take it anymore, Pastor. I can't, I can't listen anymore about all that. It's tearing me up. It's just tearing me up. I can't. can't listen to it. I just got to go and do my thing and listen to my music and, and just believe for nicer things. I got to get, I got to, I can't, I can't listen. It's just eating me up and I can't do anything about it anyway. So why work? I say to them, this is you. Everything is so peaceful and secure. Then destruction will suddenly come upon them. The way upon a pregnant woman and there is no way they will escape. But you brothers are not in the dark so that the day should take you by surprise like a thief. Because, you know, thieves are sneaky. They work in the dark. You'll hear more about that in a second. For you are all people who belong to the light, who belong to the day. We don't belong to the night or to darkness. So let's not be asleep like the rest are. On the contrary, let us stay alert and sober. People who sleep, sleep at night. People who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us stay sober, putting on trust and love as a breastplate and hope being delivered as a helmet. For God is not intended that we should experience his fury, but that we should gain deliverance through our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, who died on our behalf so that whether we are alive or dead, we may live long with him. Therefore, encourage each other and build each other up just as you are doing. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who are working hard among you, those who are guiding you in the Lord and confronting you in order to help you change. Treat them with the highest regard and love because the work they are doing because of the work they are doing, live at peace among yourselves. 
you say, Dr. Sean, that's contradictory to what was just said. You were just poking fun at people that say, we want to live in peace, we want to be everything fine, and then all of a sudden the labor pains come upon them, they're not ready, the thief in the night, all that business. Let, let, me, let me say it slower. Live, it, live, it, live at peace among yourselves. People of like faith can live at peace knowing that no matter what happens, because we're all in in our faith. We're all in. Hesitant faith is no faith at all. Hesitant praise is no praise at all. We know that because we believe in a risen Lord who one day, I tend to think it's going to be soon, folks. I do. But don't think for a moment that there won't be spread throughout the land. I think it's going to be sooner than we think. But he says, live at peace among yourselves. But we urge you, brothers, to confront those who are lazy. can't stand lazy. I cannot stand it. Who in here like lazy? Don't nobody like lazy. Only the lazy people like lazy. Your aim to help them change the lazy person. Like, mm, I like lazy, but I'm not going to raise my hand because it's too hard to raise my hand. Ooh, you raise your hand, then you got to put it down. My lens is too hard. I'm too tired. Your aim, <laughs> sometimes I just don't think I'm right. Your aim, that's the first step, right? Your aim being to help them change, to encourage the timid, to assist the weak, and to be patient with everyone. I had somebody one time had a, a new, real well, that, that had a tremendous gift of playing the piano. Man, she could play the piano. She could make those ivories talk. She didn't have to look at it. She was just absolutely amazing. Now, she had tremendous training and all that stuff, but she never played publicly. She happened to have gotten 1,600. I don't know if they grade them the same way, but 1,600 on her SATs. She got 1,600, which is a perfect score. They made her take it again. She got 1,600 again. They made her take it again with different people watching her, and she got 1,600 again. Absolutely. I mean, look at all the practice she had, right? Anybody could do that. No, she uh, she's amazing. She perfect score on it. Got a full scholarship to a very prestigious school, but she could play piano like you just can't believe. One of the greatest pianists I've ever heard. She was 16 years old, also by the way, when she did this. She, I happened to cross her through a strange path, and and uh, I said, "What do you like to do?" I was talking about hobbies. You know, I like to talk to people, and she says, "Well, I mean, I don't know. It's not much of a hobby, I guess, but I like to play the piano." There happened to be a piano. I said, play me a tune. Oh, no, I, I don't play for people. I said, well, who do you play for? Um, nobody. I said, what do you mean you don't play for anybody? Let's see if you're any good. Play for me. And I carry a gun. Don't make me shoot you. To, I don't want to threaten to shoot you to play. She, and she laughed because she knew I wouldn't do it because ammo is expensive. And, uh, but I do like good music. So uh, anyway, I bribed her. Good bribe. Not shooting her bribe. I wouldn't think of that. Uh, but... Uh, Anyhow, so what ends up happening is this girl says, I said, do you need music? Do you need me to get you some music or something from somewhere? Is there, well, how can I help you? And uh, she goes, no, I, I don't need music. I don't need music. And she commenced to play for probably 15 to 20 minutes. And I'm telling you, I was in heaven. She transported me from this earth from the natural into the supernatural with her fingers, her mind, and her heart. This child could play music beyond anything I've ever experienced from this close. And when she finished, I said, you know what I noticed about you when you were playing? Because she had something terrible. It just happened in her life. She was going through a real struggle. And that's how I got involved, sort of a urgent thing. We need help right away. 
type of deal. And so it wasn't like we were just hanging out chilling. She was in a serious situation. And I said, you know what I noticed is your frown went completely away. Your countenance totally changed when you played that music. I said, that's the most beautiful, most angelic thing I think I've ever heard. You've got to do that for people. Why don't you do why don't you do that, people? Why do you have a gift from God, clearly from from God, and you keep it to yourself? She says, I'm shy. I'm timid. And I said, What's the real reason? She goes, I'm shy, I'm timid. I said, No, no, what's the real reason? She goes, I'm shy. The real reason. She goes, Are you ever gonna not ask that if I say I'm shy and timid? I said, Nope, I'm gonna keep asking until you give me the real answer. She started shy. Tears started streaming down her, her face. And she said, I'm afraid that somebody won't like it. And I said, Well then it's all of you, isn't it? That's kind of selfish. That's kinda of, you're kinda of self absorbed. You're not shy and timid, you're self absorbed. Because you don't want somebody to say something mean or say something mean about you. And she looked at me like she wished she had a gun. And uh and I said, I'm right, aren't I? And she said, Yeah, I never thought about it that way. Now I know she travels over the world, playing piano. She's one of the most brilliant people. She went to Harvard, finished Harvard, got a master's degree in two years from Harvard. Brilliant girl. And now she plays piano all over the world. Amazing human being. I like to think I had something to do with it. You say gun, guns are bad, but I don't think they're always bad. Uh, no, I didn't really threaten her. Seriously. Uh, but uh, she, she's amazing. But it took that one moment of clarification. Don't be timid. Encourage the timid. You know, when timidity comes into place, when someone says, are you a Christian? Do you believe in the risen Jesus? Or do you... Uh, folks by the thousands are being asked that question. Convert to Islam or you die. You renounce Jesus or you die. Folks, this isn't happening 50 years ago in a far, far land. This is creeping towards us at a great pace. You say, why are you always picking on ISIS? Why are you always picking on Islam? It's the single greatest threat to mankind in all of history. Contrary to the president, who has told our military men and women at the Coast Guard and at West Point, and, and global warming is the greatest threat, and it's partially the cause of terrorism. You see, we laugh, we laugh, but it's tragic because you know what that is? Those are impeachable offenses. He is charged with one thing, and that is to protect the sovereign lands and the people of the United States of America. And when you say, you know what, our greatest threat is global warming, I say to you, forces the United States of America, you're unfit. Well, here it goes. It goes on. But we urge you, brothers, confront those that are lazy. Your aim being to help them change and curse the timid, to assist the weak, and to be patient with everyone. Listen, I'm going to interrupt myself real quick. You, not everybody can pick up a rifle. Not everybody can and witness. Not everybody can give testimony. But you know what you can do? You can help. You can help. If you're a good cook, you say, hey, I, I'm not so good at talking to people, but I make good food. Then that's what you should do. You know what? I'm, I'm not great at this or that, but I, I like driving people around. Then you go get the person from the airport and bring them and make sure you know the way so they don't have to stress out. Let's say you have the gift, gift of hospitality. You have a house. You keep a house. Here's a newsflash. Maybe that's for you. Maybe it's 
for you. Everybody's got every, everybody's got something. Everybody's got something. Everybody can be a warrior in some way. And to be patient with everyone. See that no one repays evil for evil. On the contrary, always try to do good to each other. Indeed, to everyone, always be ju- joyful. Pray regularly and everything give thanks, for this is what God wants from you who are united with the Messiah Yeshua. Don't quench the spies-inspired messages, but do test everything. Hold on to what is good, but keep away from every form of evil. May the God of Shalom make you completely holy. May your entire spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless for the coming of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, the one calling you is faithful, and he will do it. Brothers, Keep praying for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I charge you in the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah be with you. Amen. So that's 217 of 1 Thessalonians, 218, 217 uh, to 528. I did a good job getting that, I think. So, okay, let's just talk about this really quick. We wanted so much to come to you. I, Shaul, tried more than once, but the adversary stopped us. For when our Lord Yeshua returns, what will be our hope, our joy, our crown to boast about? Won't it be you? Yes, you are our glory and our joy. The statement in verse 19, uh, David Stern in the, in the commentary really does a great job of laying this out. And I like how he says it. When our Lord returns, it literally says, at the coming of our Lord Yeshua, where the word coming is the Greek word parousia. Parousia. New Testament books written. Who in here knew this? Anybody know that? These are among the first New Testament books written. We say, no, you dummy, don't you look at your Bible. It's Matthew, clearly. Well, there's the news flash. The Bible is not, most Bibles are not laid out chronologically as they were written. Who knows the first book of the Bible written? Job, that's right. That's exactly right. First book written. Not Bereshit, uh, Genesis, it was not that. Anyway, they're among, among the first New Testament books written. This is... This is chronologically the first use of this important word in the New Testament. It means, very important, presence, being present. And was used for the arrival of great personages, such as a king making a royal visit. King Yeshua's return will be a royal. Folks, is the king is coming. Are you ready? So when we can no longer stand it, we agreed to be left in Athens alone and sent Timothy, our brother, and his fellow worker for the good news of the Messiah to make you solid and encourage you in your trust. None of you would let these persecutions unsettle them. What did I say before? Hey, listen, they knew about the persecutions, and there was every reason to believe that those persecutions were what? They were coming to them. Hey, listen, if somebody, if you got persecution coming on you and nobody tells you, if somebody doesn't warn you, let's say you become friends with someone or you, you start doing some work with somebody and somebody doesn't say, hey, you know what? I just want to talk to you real quick. You know that person, not that you know entails, but you know this person is Sneaky Pete, you know, or, or, or Petra or whatever. Sneaky, sneaky person. Maybe they got some issues. Maybe they're dangerous. Maybe they mess some folks up. Some folks, you'd want them to warn you. You'd want them to Give you a little more warning. Just tell me something. You know, if you're about to marry a bridezilla and somebody doesn't say, hey, you know, you're about to marry a bridezilla, things are going to go rough on you. And then after you marry the bridezilla and she becomes wifezilla, 
you want somebody to tell you. Hey, man, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me about that? You look around at people. Why You're supposed to be my friend. Hey, listen, if somebody's going around your neighborhood, this is how neighborhoods used to be. The Jewish neighborhood is still like this. Let me tell you what. Somebody comes in the Jewish neighborhood and says, hey, guess what? We build roofs. That's what we do. We build roofs, better roofs in the world. We're coming around. We're going to do your roof. Because we look, your roof is bad shit. Oof, my lands. I hope it doesn't rain tonight. You might be in trouble. And they come around. They talk about that. Listen, you get one or two houses. And by that time in the Jewish community, ring, 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 ring. Uh, shalom, shalom. This is Benjamin. Uh, there's somebody at your door. And they're talking about your roof. Yeah, yeah, there's somebody at my door. Oh, nice. Thank you. Somebody just sent me underground professor radio. Uh, thank you very much for reaching out. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> no. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway, y'all don't know who that is, but that's that's an awesome person right there. So, listen, you be careful. Uh, you, you, this is a charlatan. And what do they do? They gather up. Even the little old Jewish ladies, they'll gather up. They'll come down. They'll call their husbands up to work. And they'll say, look, there's a, an interloper in our neighborhood. And before long, everybody comes together, and they stand there, and they'll come right up to the door. Little little Jewish ladies come up there, you get out of here. You're a charlatan. And by that time, the husbands get home. The husband won't have anything of it. That's why Jewish communities typically have such a incidence of crime, because they don't, they don't talk. They're together. They're together. They've gathered together. They've bound together. They said, we are in this community together, and we're not going to let one of us be taken. By a charlatan. So that none of you would let these persecutions unsettle them. Listen, we knew bad stuff is coming. We knew it. They they knew it. They knew it. What happens? We get scared. I want to talk about that word solid. God's fellow worker for the good news of the Messiah to make you solid. But you know what? You want, you want concrete that's solid. You don't want a bunch of bubbles. You don't want a bunch of stuff in there. You want solid concrete. That's what you want. You want balsa wood to build your house, right? Balsa's real light and real real airy. You want you want like uh maple or birch or some kind of or, or some kind of hardwood. You want you want solid. You want solid, good hard, solid wood. You want somebody solid. When they build a baseball bat out of wood now, you know, they still do that. I think on the new major league they use a lot of cork in their bats, but uh but you know, you want a solid wood bat. You want it to be good, dense, hard wood, because solid works. Solid stays together. We'll hear a good, you know. That's what you want. You want solid people. You don't want people to flake out all the time. And you can help people not flake out by helping them, encouraging them along. Saying, yes, the bad thing is coming. Don't flake out. Don't flake out. It's coming. Whether you flake out or not, it'll be a lot easier on you if you don't flake out. Let's be solid. And solid also talks about being solid, being being able to hang together in the tough times. We need you to hang together in the tough times. Solid and encourage you in your trust that none of you would let these persecutions unfold. For you yourselves know that these are bound to come to us. Even when we were with you, we kept telling you in advance, we were about to be persecuted. And indeed, it has happened, as you know. About to be persecuted. Now hold up. He was there in Thessaloniki, and he said, Look, y'all, this is about to happen. We told you when we were there we were going to be persecuted. And what happened? He was persecuted. Now, I don't mean he got called bad names. Oh, your sandals are so cheap. Your cloaks, you smell bad. 
Uh, we're not getting out a pink shirt, an anti-bullying pink shirt. Which here's what I think you ought to do. I'm, I'm a go- look. This is a short rant. This bullying business. You know how you shut up a bully? If you're too small, yeah, knuckles to the face. Oh, you're advocating fighting again. My goodness, you're the. Ninja. How do I get the ninja power game? I don't know. But let's not be wimps, folks. And and let's say one person is going to be taken advantage of. Guess what you do? You like the Jewish community. You bind together. You say you may. You may have picked on him once or her once, but you're not going to pick on us. Because while you're working your way through us, we're going to work you over. We're a bunch of mighty workers, and we are not going to allow you to do this. Nowadays, you can't do that in school. Hold on. Let me go get my pink shirt. That'll calm you down. No bullies. You know, do less. I'm not for that. That's just not me. I, I Look, ain't nothing shut somebody up like some knuckles in the face. I hit you. You hit the floor. That's how it works. Not everybody's capable of that, but you know what? But, folks, we've got to gather together and support these people. We can't let them. You know why bullies need pink shirts? I don't know how many times, but I like that one video. Let me tell you. The one heavyset boy in Australia, I think it is, picked on, picked on, picked on, picked on, picked on. And then he picks that boy up. He had had enough, and he throws that boy to the ground out cold. Now, he didn't kick him. He didn't bang his head in the concrete, which I would have recommended, but, hey, you know, that's my way. I say you send a message. I think the boy gave a good message. He didn't open his mouth. He just, with his body, said, I've had enough. And all that crowd that was going around letting that, letting that poor overweight boy be picked on and picked on and picked on, he finally had enough. Me big, you small, you for the concrete. Deceleration trauma. Concrete poisoning. That's how, that's how he helped him. Now, I'll tell you what else. I bet that boy again. But you know how that bullying wouldn't have happened? Somebody opens their mouth and talks about, well, you're fat. Well, you're dumb. You're poor. You smell. People gather around them. They say, no, you don't talk to our friend like that. Uh-uh. That's not how it works. Teachers are afraid nowadays to intervene in anything like that. You know why? Because teachers are getting beat up. And folks in the classroom, kids in the classroom, flipping their camera on and putting it on. Look what happened in class today. 62-year-old teacher, elderly teacher, confirmed body slammed because he got his phone taken away a, a, a student a high school student how many of you have seen that it's all over the place it happened in philly but here up in here uh kept telling in advance that we were about to be persecuted about to be persecuted yet they went on with the mission why did shaul and timothy and Isaac go on with the mission because they were committed they were all in this may hurt this may kill us, but we're in it. They went on with the mission. They didn't hide. They didn't waver. They went on full forward, all in. This is the reason why, after I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your trust. I was afraid that somehow the tempter had tempted you, and our hard work had been wasted. But now Timothy has come from you, bringing good news about your trust and your love. He didn't say, hey, they gave a lot of money. When we did a little collection for Timothy, a little love offering, they gave a lot of money. didn't say anything about that. He talked about first their trust and their love. He talked about how they were solid. They were Listen, folks, if you, if you flake out, we've got a solid bunch here. You ought to come. You ought to come. You get good food and you get to be around great people. Uh, we have a solid bunch here. These are solid people. We're all learning together. But you've got to be solid. You can't be rattled. You've got to be solid. But now, Tim, hold on. Let me just say this. I wasn't going to say nothing about this, but I'm going to have to. 
Some of the tempter, I was some out of the tempter had tempted you, and our hard work had been wasted. Have you ever invested yourself into somebody? Invested yourself. A lot of parents can say this: invest yourself, and invest yourself, invest yourself, and it just doesn't work out. Somehow it doesn't work out. Let's say you invest in yourself, and you don't get the job, you don't get the thing you were training for, you don't do all that stuff, and you feel like your your time has been wasted. Maybe you invest yourself in somebody, and they don't do what you were training them to do, and you feel like your your time was wasted. This is what he's talking about. Don't don't waste our time by falling prey to the tempter. But now Timothy has come to us from you, bringing good news about your trust and love, and telling us that you remember us. What you know? What people want? You want to be remembered. I'm not going to lie. I want at least fifteen, twenty. How many people are here? Thirty people at my funeral. Hopefully. I want at least that. You know why? Because I want to be remembered. I don't want to be so forgettable. I want to be remembered. I want some folks remember me. And then eat good food, thinking of me. Always long to see us, just as we long to see you. Everybody wants to remember. Because of this, brothers, in spite of all our trouble and distress, we were comforted over you because of your trust. In spite of all of our trouble and distress. Folks, stuff was bad for them. It was bad. It was not obscene for them. It was bad. It was trouble. It was distress. And yet, what comforted them? Knowing that they trusted. Knowing that they were solid. So that now we are alive, since you continue to stand fast, united with the Lord. So that now we are alive since you continue to stand fast. What's the reason they're alive? Because this church was faithful. They believe that. I think because this church was all in. Like a parent for a wayward child, you're relieved when the child suddenly gets it and finds their way. Indeed, how can we thank God enough for you or express to God our to God all the joy we feel because of you? Does anybody feel any joy because of you? Have you ever asked yourself that? Who feels joy because of you? I hope somebody feels some joy because of me. All right, here we go. Night, all right, hold on. This next thing, talking about night and day. He mentions night first here because Jewish days, say it with me, start at sunset. Night and day we pray. Shaul's advice is to also pray regularly. And he follows his own advice. His frame of reference seems to be the synagogue, with its evening and morning prayers. They're called Ma'ariv and Shacharit, respectively. He mentioned night first because Jewish days start at sunset. He uses the same expression in 2 Timothy 1.3. That's from the Jewish New Testament. Um, night and day we pray as hard as we can that we see you face to face and supply whatever shortcomings there may be in your trust. You know what? Sometimes when our trust is really running low, people of faith, fellow strong people of faith, solid people of faith can come alongside of us and say, I see you struggling. Hey, don't be embarrassed. I just struggled last week. I was having a struggle last week. And put your arm around and say, it's going to be all right. We're going to get through this together. It's the little Jewish community where the interloper comes in talking about going to take people for their money or lead people astray. And they all come together around and they say, "Mm, I hear you not. Oh, no, no, no. You come back again, we're going to put the beat down on you. They don't reach for the phone to call 911. You know, the least, the least, the lowest number of 911 calls in the country of the United States, where they are, 
predominantly Jewish areas, Jewish communities. The city of Brooklyn in the in the Jewish area, uh, they don't rely on the police. They handle stuff themselves. How would it be if we did that? Oh, you're you're advocating vigilanteism. I'm advocating communityism. Is what I'm advocating. May God, our Father, and our Lord Yeshua direct our way. How does God direct you? Through intense prayer and scripture study, a study and pursuit after God, through a hunger and thirst after Him, through faith that you aren't praying into the air as the mad people do. Full faith. Remember, hesitant praise is praise at all. Hesitant faith is no faith at all. And as for you, may the Lord make you increase and overflow in love. We can't stay stagnant. We have to increase. We have to overflow. Man, I can't love another human being this much. And then what happens? You have another one. And you're like, oh, my land. Where did all this love come? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I use birth control? Why didn't I control my sexual urges? Um, yeah, no, no, no. Usually it's like, oh, man, I'm... I can't believe it. I actually I love this human being so much, and I thought I could never love another like that. And now look what happens. Increase and overflow in love toward each other, indeed, toward everyone, just as we do toward you, so that he may give you the inner strength to be blameless by reason of your holiness when you stand before God our Father at the coming of our Yeshua with all angels. Inner strength. Oh, my goodness, that creeped up on me. Inner strength comes from faith, my friends. Hesitant praise is no praise at all. Hesitant faith, no faith at all. Therefore, brothers, just as you learned from us how you had to live in order to please God, just as you are living this way now, we ask you, indeed, united with the Lord Yeshua, we urge you to keep doing more and more how to live in order to please God. This is how we please God, how we live. In the Thessalonian Kehala, the believers told how to live, then shown how to live. We show. We show our children how to live by living. We show our neighbors how we live. By living. We show unbelievers how we live. By living how we live. Lots more to say. Join us next week. Join me tomorrow on the radio show at 4 o'clock, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Going to be an awesome show. You are going to love it. Thank you for joining us today. Join us next time for Sundays with Dr. Sean. And please follow this show and the Collision of Faith and Politics radio show during the week at www dot blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor and follow dr sean on twitter at the ninja pastor and on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash god in country radio and check out all the free messages archive shows and buy dr sean's critically acclaimed book excellence killed the church how mediocrity is destroying america at www drshawngreener.com Join us during the week. And in the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining us in this fight.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.